It's time to chat some bollocks about fanny tits and bum. No topic is off the limit for these potty mouth found mums. So tell us all your secrets, we like to share the truth. About saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No, no. holes barred. How are you, Laura? All right, how are you? No, that's you can't just say all right. You've got to I know that's some, what I always say. Isn't give it? me some some juice. I want some give you meat. some depth. I want some depth. I want some info. What's been happening? What's been What's been <laughs> happening? Uh, <laughs> feeling a little. You know what? It's not fun. That's good. We we're we're all embracing here. It's fun or no fun. It's, it's the, the truth. truth. I've me. been struggling a bit with sort of imposter style syndrome the last couple of days. Really? So I've been working on that. Yeah. Talk me through it. What's going on? What because you just because of Instagram? Yeah, social media's definitely not a help, which yeah. we're both fully aware of, aren't yeah. we? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think for me, it's because obviously I'm post broke down. Everyone on this podcast has been like, shut the fuck up. Just call it PB, your PB. PB. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I recognize the fact that sometimes I can be quite envious of the fact that people may not be fighting, fighting to bring up the right word, tussling with the um, depth of mental health overcoming that I am. Uh, well I mean that is going to make you feel shit because you then you think everyone else is living their best life and you're having yeah. a terrible time yeah and you're the one having to be like I'm gonna do lots of positive affirmations today I feel really fucking tired but it's yeah. okay it's hard. I'm not gonna let it is hard yeah but to always stay on top of that stuff it, it, it's mentally it does get exhausting yeah it's like yeah. if you continuously exercised forever you'd feel knackered wouldn't you but that's yeah. what you're doing to your brain you're continuously exercising your brain continually exercising it to not go down the negative path yeah Yeah. and uh, negativity i feel like is our natural inclination as human beings yeah to be negative and to see that because it's it it, it probably comes down to just a really basic safety mechanism to survive yeah Yeah. you always see the negative so that you run away with it to run away from it do you know what i mean that kind of thing and like my psychologist has told me yes uh she said that um when you have like negative thoughts they feel obviously awful but your body your you, that part of your brain is not wanting to hurt you or harm you it is its natural response is i just want to protect you yeah so like sometimes it's about understanding and switching that and being like i understand you're trying to help me out this is really fucking equally unhelpful. fuck off <laughs> equally have a <laughs> fucking month off <laughs> <laughs> It's the same with um, negative and positive experiences. So you're you're more likely to remember a negative experience than you are a positive yeah, one because it's your mad. brain's way of protecting you for future events that could have Be a similar. Prepared. Oh my god, so deep for only five minutes into the podcast, and I've not even asked you how like you an are. Analytic analysis. <laughs> oh. Two un- majorly unqualified uh, people. Yeah. That's it. That's us. Passing secondary information on that has been given to us by our therapist. It's probably been misremembered. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that part of your brain is not there to protect yeah. you. It's there Shut to up. destroy you. <laughs> oh. uh, how are you? You all right? Uh, I have, 
I have had I've also had a very stressful week to be honest for different reasons to you um yeah. just mainly this build this uh, renovation work that's going on in my house <laughs> how's it all going yes one thing after another <laughs> oh shit what now I just need Kevin McLeod to come and is that his name I have no idea who that is I just need old Kev to come is in he and the be guy like, from Grand Designs he is the guy from Grand Designs yeah. to be like it's okay, V. I know he's so right. calm, isn't he? It'll be all right. Just the way that he talks about space and and just you know its airiness, he almost makes <laughs> it sexual. <laughs> in, What's his qualification? The... He talks about space and how airy it is. That's what he does. That's what he does for a living. Um, yeah, I, it's been. I, I mean, you know, how many bloody interiors programs have I watched that are about builds going wrong and you always needing to have a massive contingency budget? I did not take any of that on board. <laughs> I know, but there's only so much contingency that you can have. Otherwise, you would never get it done. Yeah, it's that. And uh, there's just a, a lot of things in the building world have been affected by Brexit. Sorry, and, no, um, Building materials and all the rest of it. Just, uh, yeah, fuck you, whoever vote Brexit, you twats. I, I knew it was a bad idea. I know. Well, I was not one of them. No, I was, I was very anti-Brexit and I'm still very anti-Brexit. And uh, I went to order my kitchen. This is the most devastating thing, which I've literally flicked my bean over for the last God knows how long. And uh, got all the way to check out. I was like, oh my God, this is the moment. And then it said, delivery, the third week of fucking January 2022. <gasps> so... I can't buy that kitchen now. No. Yeah, well, what can I do? I can't just live in my what house. What do you fucking what, what are you gonna do? Oh God, I don't know. I, oh, I'm go- Vic. I'm trying to get a quote from somewhere else. We've had a couple of quotes, and kitchens are crazy money. They're just yeah. so much money. But it, it comes back down to the Brexit thing. Like yeah. it's mental how much my our friend, he's in the building trade, he is a builder, and he said what I'm charging people now versus what I would have charged them 18 months ago, he's like, it's gone up tenfold because yeah. things are just insanely so much more expensive, even to make. Yeah, because they just can't get hold of it. They can't even ridiculous. get... Ridiculous. So they can't even get the materials from China. Like, they can't even get those in. No, like, we can't... Mate, we we have been waiting for trellis, fucking trellis in our yeah. back garden since February. Um, well, we ordered a shed. This is the most riveting conversation that we've ever had. We'll have to cut all of it. <laughs> I haven't spoke before. My shed it? took six months to arrive. <gasps> yeah, it's just everything's nuts. But I can see why that's really fucking stressful because anything yeah. to do with house really renovations stressful. is, you don't realise how stressful it's going to be until you're in No, it. and my my uh, anxiety-related insomnia has come back because of oh, the build. Oh, jeez. So the gentle yoga, the cat cowing of an evening is... I didn't work last night. I was still wide awake, just like... You you have those days when you're just like on the computer for too long and it feels like your face has been melted off with just a hot poker or something. I hate it. I get face ache looking at the computer too long. I don't know that I've ever had that, but okay. Yeah, I get really bad, like all around my eyes and everything. Oh, that almost sounds like a tension headache. It is a tension headache brought on by staring at... Call me Dr. Belvin. (laughs) Dr. Psychologist Belvin. (laughs) (laughs) Who is fucking mental. Oh, my ear. Oh, look at that. These bloody headphones really press on my ears. Look how red they are. Yeah, I I get pain. I have super sensitive ears. Do you? So, like, if I go out in the wind, I get horrific earache. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Awful. Like, it feels like knitting needles. So I can't be outside in the cold too much without covering my ears. You need to get yourself some muffs. 
And no, Steve got me some maths, but I look because I've got a very big head already. When you then put maths on that, it only adds to the greatness of my head. And I have big features. I've got big teeth, big nose, big boobs, big bum. You know, I don't need to. And big lobes. I've got very big lobes. So nothing works in my favour. I want to see the muff action on your giant head. I'd love that. Oh, (laughs) like what? You want to see my muff? Oh dear. Um, so have you got any icebreakers for this? I this do week? have an icebreaker actually. Oh, good. I know this one, it made me chortle a little. I do like these icebreakers because I, I feel like it's com- they, they make us have conversations that we would never normally have because no one in their right mind would start that conversation. I feel like I know I get to know you more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so who was your childhood actor slash actress crush? Who's the Hobbit? What's he called? <laughs> Bilbo Baggins. No, not Bilbo Baggins. The one that plays the actual uh, main fella. What's his name? Gandalf. No. <laughs> the main Hobbit. What's he called? Bilbo. No. Is it Bilbo? I don't know. Samwise Ganji. Samwise Ganji. <laughs> <laughs> Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. I How old were you? Loved him. Elijah Wood was in loads of kids' films. Was he? Yeah. So he was. I I watched him a lot when I was a, a kid. Oh my god, he's so informed. At, like most of the men that I've ever gone out with, or had major crushes on. Really? That's yeah. so interesting. Dark hair, blue eyes. I was a sucker for that. Oh god, he does have blue eyes. And Rob's got dark hair, blue eyes, isn't he? Yeah. And Oliver. Oliver's got some real vibes of him about Rob. I think Oliver looks so much like Rob. Do you make him? Yeah, I do. Um, I can't, I find it hard with the kids to see either of us in them. I just think they just look like them, which is very strange, but I can't see, I can see maybe more of my family and Edith because she's got like quite the similar features. I think Edith looks like you, yeah. She looks like my mum. She's like the spitting image of my mum, Edith. And she's got blonde hair too. Um, yeah, so Elijah Wood, I've, I've I definitely flipped my beans of him loads. Are you on about a small child? Are you on about teenage child? No, I was probably about eleven. Okay, I was flicking my bean at eleven. Come on, we all know me. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I was thinking like young child. Yeah, they start. I grew up. That is him. your first. That was your first childhood. Hundred percent. Uh, that or um, I, re- I was absolutely obsessed with Sarah in. Uh, labyrinth the girl yes she's oh, the david yeah i mean my childhood crushes i'm i i mean the guy from bergerac what you watching bergerac oh that was my mum said that was the only way she used to get me to have a bath because i was a real skanky bitch i didn't like to be clean right uh, was because she would say but bergerac will be on and obviously we didn't have record and shit like that back then so i would get bathed and showered and into my pajamas so i could come downstairs to watch bergerac that's so funny i need to look at him Ber- <laughs> mate don't uh, how the hell fuck do you spell bergerac exactly uh who else david bowie and labyrinth Oh really? So see, I, I, yeah, I wasn't so fussed about him. It was really um, a real thing for older men. You do, don't you? Absolutely so I think is it like Jonathan Nettles or something like that? He's seventy-seven. Is he? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, that fella. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I used to think he was He's so hot. Now. Oh yeah, he was though when he was younger. He was. He was well tasty, wasn't he? Yeah, but not in Bergerac, mate. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Although there's a very handsome photo of him here in black and white. Yeah. Black and white. Yeah. In black and white, yeah. In black and white, yeah. Oh, wow. He was very attractive back in the 60s. <laughs> so I, I like him and David Bowie. David Bowie and Labyrinth. Oh, my Lord. Obviously, The Labyrinth was my favourite childhood film. So Yeah, me too. Definitely. Loved it. So good. Could recite quite a lot of the words from it. And um, I wanted to be Sarah. I thought yeah, she was so the most I. beautiful girl in the world. I was like, oh, yeah. But it is a bit weird because she's about 15 and David Bowie's about 30 in that film. Yeah. So it's weird. It is. It's proper fucked up. Yeah. Just and I'm pleased. I'm pleased. Get away with anything in the 80s, couldn't you? <laughs> and it was all overlooked. <laughs> no one gives a shit. <laughs> I'm pleased. I'm pleased that she said, you have no power over me. Right, okay. You have no power over me. Power over me. Power over me. (laughs) (laughs) You have no power over me. Oh, it's so good. My sister and I still quote that film. I uh I learned all the words to the song in that ball. There's such a sadness deep in your eyes. Oh, you know it better than I do. Opening your eyes. Fucking David Bowie's packet in that film is redonks. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, mate. Got a crystal ball up there or something. You know what, though? If I were to genuinely, if Steve were to show up looking like that, considering how much I fancied, how much I fancied David Bowie, if he showed up in a wig like that, even thinking about it makes me laugh. (laughs) Would you be into it? No. No. Robert looked fucking ridiculous. He cannot pull off a pair of jumpers. That's all I'm saying. Absolute no way. Yesterday he went for to the gym and he pulled out this lycra top that he's not worn for about two years and he put it on and I was like, oh my god, mate, you are giving me anxiety wearing that. It was so tight. It looked like he was in some sort of I don't know medieval torture device. Like take it off. He took it off. He was like, I can't wear this. Oh god, that's so good. <laughs> That's so good. I love it. Um, would you like to find out some new information, Laura? I'd love to. Is this a fact? I've got today, I've got a sexual term that you probably have never heard of. It's Ooh. it's it's the perfect have you heard yay contribution. Oh no, no, wait, say it again. Oh, I forgot. It's been so long I didn't do it. Have you heard? I I don't go yay. <laughs> Yeah, you normally say it in the most unenthusiastic way ever. That sounded like you were enthusiastic. No, so um, have you heard Laura, and I go? Yeah, there we go. Uh, <laughs> Laura, yeah. have you heard? No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me find this. No, my brother-in-law sent me that. Sent me this. My brother-in-law. This is the kind of relationship we have. Haven't heard for ages, and he just sends me a text with this. Have you heard of pooning? Pooning. Is that, oh, is that getting a spoon and pulling poo out of someone's bum? Oh, absolutely not. What the hell is that? What is wrong with people? When I worked in a nursing home, there was an old man and he, he said to me, he's like, oh, I'm ever so constipated. Can you just get me a spoon so I can get it out? And I was like, no. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> Spooning poo out. So it's not that then. A big spoon or a little spoon? I don't know. I never asked. 
Nor did I. Handle or the, what, what, what do you call the bit of the spoon? Just the spoon, I suppose, isn't it? The bulbous bit. Um, so basically, pooning is an act of love between a consenting couple where the male makes his female partner seriously moist while she's still wearing knickers or a thong. A cotton gusset is recommended. <laughs> Once suitably moist, the pants stroke thong are removed and are left to either dry naturally or you can accelerate the process with a hairdryer while maintaining the romantic mood with the fucking hairdryer on, I doubt it. Scrape the dried minge goo from the oh, pants with a razor blade. Use the razor blade to finulate. Roll up a banknote and snort vaginal gold. Wait five minutes for an intense aphrodisiac hit. Oh. Maybe use as a supplement for Viagra. Remember I said that I needed to make some extra money? I feel like pooning. Is it? I I honestly... Oh, my God. I do not think of anything more disgusting. That's vag cocaine, isn't it? <laughs> That's what? Vag cocaine. It's vag cocaine. Correct. Clunge cocaine. Cooch cane. Cooch cane, yeah. <laughs> you want a line of cooch cane? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got a line of cooch? <laughs> there are so many jokes to be had from that. I uh I kind of I think that you could get a good old line out of my Nick Knots. Uh dependent on the time of the month. Couple of grams. <laughs> grams might be excessive, Vic. Mate, you haven't seen the scenes unfolding between my flaps at the point of ovulation. It's a, it's actually disconcerting. I feel like it's got like I feel like my periods and everything have just become such extremes. Do not think that it is potentially an age really i'm not implying you could be peri many but maybe you are peri many um maybe <laughs> Sounds like a purse doesn't it yeah i know where'd you get that from peri many yeah maybe but it's like my ovulation i guess maybe if that's the case and everything's really exaggerated so when i ovulate it's like okay this is mental it's yeah just... but then do you find that your periods are a bit like that as well yeah my periods because really that's heavy. what somebody said to me is that when they started going through it their periods were like gosh yeah like proper heavy although i've had that since i've had the kids they've been like that are you just trying to deflect from the fact that you're still moist yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'll never forget how desperately you needed everyone to know but i'm still i'm still moist i'm not dry yet <laughs> i'm not dry yet <laughs> oh, i'm like a fucking hydrant um no, I, I could i could i reckon i'm a really good contender for a bit of pooning could sell some on the side, couldn't I? Hit the streets. I'm no, I'm just not 100% sure whether mine would uh, sometimes be disguised as um, wetness from piss. my vagina and it's actually just piss, yeah. <laughs> That's also possible. Yeah. I find in the mornings it's particularly pissy. Maybe I just let out a little bit of wee in the night when I'm sleeping. I don't realise. Maybe I do. I'm not sure. I've never sniffed. I'm going to sniff tomorrow. We have the hardest job although to be honest with you a smelly penis is pretty sorry it's getting really trying emotional about burp it. there i was trying to a, a smelly penis <laughs> it, it, it's it, it's terrible no it's awful isn't it a smelly penis oh yeah. god put you right off it has quite a pungent smell definitely i wonder if you could um dry the crust of a knob and and snort that i can tell you now face. It, <laughs> That is not an aphrodisiac. Absolutely not. 
absolutely snorting not. jizz <laughs> oh and it'll be all gloopy you couldn't even cut it up you'd have to dry it out first cut it up. but, but yeah, i think the razor blade i just i want to know i want to know someone who's done that it genuinely someone must have done that 100%. you know it's probably some rich wanker yeah no offense to me, rich wankers that listen, but you know what I mean? Like the proper self-entitled people like, oh, I blow, I blow my wife's minge up my nose. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, God knows who came up with that idea. And, and also the hairdryer element of it. I like that. Accelerate the drying process. Yeah, can you imagine just being like, oh, all right, I'll, uh, you've turned me on now. I'm just yeah, going to sit gonna around and <laughs> I'm done. And he'll be like, I'm ready. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, get in the shower and wank off you bastard oh, so nothing to sort of you know um, it's not a very quick process is it no it's not it's like it's like creating sun-dried tomatoes it takes time and patience you know i think it's up there i wonder if the way the process of drying affects the flavor what would it taste like you can taste things fish. that you snort up your nose i think it must be like an element of fish yeah i can i don't it's hard to explain what a smelly vag smells like isn't it mm. like not a minging vag but like uh you know like after you've had sex yeah that's so like smell. the day after you've had sex it's like yeah wow, it's like a really weird smell <laughs> yeah some sort of biological process that's rank i'm guessing it's like our leftover semen yeah of course it is don't you get, I get that if, if I, when I've had sex, like I'll just get deposits of jizz like hours later after sex. Be yeah. like, oh, hello, what's that? Be like, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, that happened. I forgot about that. Yeah, I hear you. It holds on to it. It's got little pockets. I'm just still, uh, you know, imagine like a big long line of crusty knickers, <laughs> you know, like a sweatshop of women just with razor blades. Like, <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> this weekend? Well, no, <laughs> not sure. Well, thanks for that. That was that was that was enlightening. Yeah, we like yeah. that one. Uh, and can we also just um, say how lovely it's been to be getting in so many emails and DMs uh, yep. from you guys, not just agony aunts. Although we've had loads of agony aunts, we have had loads. That's the main one. Just goes to show that you motherfuckers love our advice. Tidy up time then. Should we do a bit of t- just because I've had a couple of nice, as you're saying, some really nice yeah. emails. Um, so this is from a lovely lady. She says, hi, Vic and Laura. It's taken me a while to finally compose this email, but I thought I'd better go for it. <gasps> I was this- going to read this one. Oh, were you? Oh, do you want to yeah. read it? You read it then. No, 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 no. You read it. I was literally just looking for it. So that's amazing. Oh, that we, it's we're it's so on the same page. page. Same page. Um, as this story really resonated with me and made me feel like I wasn't alone. I want to make the other person feel the same. So also I've had a couple of beers. Hey, wee! a few weeks ago, you read an email from someone who was worried about their body image issues would mean that they'd never have a relationship or lose their virginity. A phrase I absolutely hate, but that's a different problem. I have very bizarre issues with my body image. And as a result, and for multiple other reasons, I've never had a relationship or had sex with anyone. I've started seeing someone who I really like and feel really comfortable with, but I just can't go all the way. I don't know what will happen or how quickly or slowly it will happen, but it's mentally exhausting it's good to hear that i'm not alone on this and it's important to know that other people are having similar issues love the podcast and it's really helping me to break down barriers slowly but surely i work mostly with blake so it's nice to hear some gross female stuff too way it's ace keep it up how nice is that yeah that is lush and it's like she's not even asking for advice but 
choose just wanting their fellow listener to know that they're not alone yeah also as well I think it's just proof that there's so many things that we go through that we feel too ashamed or scared to talk about for fear of being judged or whatever it is that prevents you from talking about it and it's just proof that when you do talk about it it's so helpful it's so beneficial not only to you but also to other people like that listener who's completely having the same living exactly the same experience for her to hear someone else that has the same story as her it just makes you feel less alone doesn't it in the world even if you don't know them it's just nice to know that someone else is battling with the same thoughts and feelings and experiences and whatever that you are and that is what we're all about on this bloody podcast aren't we unity we talk about the things that people tend to shy away from for whatever reason but a lot of the stuff because it's embarrassment about, I yeah, think it's embarrassment, it's embarrassment and shame seeped in shame lots yeah. of stuff to, to do with sex and being a woman is yeah. just entrenched in shame yeah it really is yeah Se- yeah. I think just overall sexual liberation which fucking hell I wish I had probably had the confidence in my 20s or in my teens too but you don't want to stand out from the crowd sometimes you want to blend in and I think that's another thing of like us um as society like we like things that fit into a certain kind of box and then when something doesn't fit inside that kind of box we don't like it yeah but like I'm I'm massively like I don't know don't even know what the word is but I just think good for them Mm. although it doesn't feel that way like good for them and the fact that they've even had the confidence to message in I just I've got so much fucking respect for them I really do yeah thank you thank you we love you guys yeah we do fucking love you uh right shall we move on to a story yeah hello you hilarious pair I have a poo related story but surprisingly does not involve sex I'm a model and I was on a photo shoot photo shoot in Mallorca uh for a well-known sports brand oh my god i want to know who this person yeah, is I know. she's a tub model we got to the top of the mountain and i went straight into hair and makeup i was feeling very ropey so i took a break from all the makeup once it was done and then had a little walk to get some fresh air i then came to the realization that the only thing that would make me feel better would do a massive poo not ideal when you're in the mountains with no loo for miles I saw a large rock in the distance and made my way to it. The poo already sensing its realisation to freedom. I crouched down and laid on, laid an especially large comical emoji shaped dump right behind the rock. I went back to the van, finished hair and makeup, got changed into the first outfit. The photographer and art director came over and started talking me through the first shoot. They said that we would be limbering up from the big rock over there to my actual crime scene for fuck's sake why we got to the rock with a team of about 15 people the art director reeled back oh my god there's a dog a dog's been here he (laughs) exclaimed frantically looking around for the offending creature the makeup artist's eyes were burning a hole in the side of my head he guessed (laughs) the dirty truth the art director then proceeded to stick and proceed to flick the poo off set while muttering how disgusting it smelled oh no (laughs) Spurred on by the spectators, mortified. Needless to say, they never booked me again. The end. Can I you mean, imagine oh. of all the places we're going to drive up a whole fucking mountain? And, and we're going to choose that one spot. We, where you've and I'm going to shit turd. behind a rock. And then actually, that one rock is what is going to make the shoot <laughs> worth it. And the fact that he then relocated it, that's horrific. 
Oh, it's shit. just being with all those people as well and knowing that that's your dirty secret. Well, it's not a fucking secret, is it? Everyone didn't knows about wipe it. Wipe either. Oh, that's what I. That was my fault. It's like sportswear. God, if you're yeah, lycra leggings, they're gonna go right up your crack, aren't they? Imagine if it was like a g-string white. <laughs> Good God. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I've ever done a poo where I haven't had toilet paper, or at least access to facility to wash my bum bum. Bum bum. <laughs> I have had. I've had to um, Ray Mears. You know all sorts of my children. Yeah, all my kids. Yeah, but I'm not worried about their bum holes. No, I turn into the human chair when my kids need a poo. So they sit on me and I hold a plastic bag and they shit into the bag. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's quite a, um, obviously my older child, not, but my younger child. Yeah. It's It's a skill. That is a mum skill. They don't teach you how to do that. It's all right, darling. Lean into mummy. I got Mummy poo chairs here. Mummy poo chairs here. Mummy poo chairs here. Yeah. I get you, Lean babe, in. I get you. Lean in. Isn't it amazing how you're like, sometimes with the kids and stuff, the positions that you get into just to look after them, keep them safe, whatever. It's mad. It's mental. You, I bet you hold that squat for like five minutes as the mum poo chair and you'd yeah. never be able to hold a squat for five minutes at any other point in your life. No, and, and also... I, it's, it is this really weird it must be like a primal thing that if we're out and they need a wee or they need a poo like my level of reassurance for telling them it's okay goes through the fucking room <laughs> yeah. it's like i'm here for you it's okay we're let's do some right. positive affirmations we're going yeah. to do this poo we are outside <laughs> my anus is capable <laughs> of curling out a turd oliver gets really funny edith will shit anywhere she just Toby she will. loves pooing. Yeah, Toby she... will even just shit in his pants while he's running around. Like, oh my god, know. yeah, hundred percent. Uh, Oliver is a bit more sort of picky about where he lays a turd. Uh, right, another little story for ya. Oh, this one made me proper laugh. Um, where is she? Okay, so after a year after having my second child, I started dating again. I met this guy from a dating app, and he was absolutely lovely. We got on really well. After a couple of dates, we decided we were ready to explore sex. This would be the first time I'd had sex since giving birth and since my ex, so I was a bit nervous. As a fun side note, I'm not sure how fun this side note is, by the way. I gave birth to my daughter really quickly, which left me with a clitoris that had been ripped in half. (gasps) Resulting in a half numb, half weird nerve ending scar tissue pain. That is pretty, that's pretty unusual for a tear tear in birth to go all the way up to your clit that way it goes normally goes the opposite direction and it's your perineum and your anus but yeah oh poor bitch i had a tiny tear that way when i had toby what up up but and then i went back yeah up and back up and back <laughs> front and back i had uh yeah i, I tore both mine but mine was down uh yeah, not normally. up um, so clitoris stimulation was not ideal. My orgasms now feel like a wave you get in a puddle when a drop of rain hits it. Mm, okay. Nothing compared. Nice well, she said it's nothing compared to what it used to feel like. Um, oh and my pregnancy piles have fallen out so much when I gave birth that my anus split either side and it had taken about nine months to heal. Luckily, the piles nothing, nothing about this sounds actually funny. Fun side note, by the way, I, know, um, I love I that. Have no clitoris, and my ass is completely entrenched. And I shit out my innards every time I go. To I shit out my bowel. Yeah. And my pelvic floor was shot thanks to SPD, which is the um 
the hip thing, isn't it? Yeah. Of the pelvic displacement thing. The first time we had sex was great going until it came to put on a condom. He dismissed my regular size condom and pulled out his own. He pulled out his cock and I was gobsmacked as it was the first time I'd seen one that small. He entered me and I couldn't feel a thing. I did the sneaky rubbing my clip move so I could feel if he was inside me, he was. I was a little disappointed, but it turned out he was absolutely amazing with his mouth and his hands. Okay, good bonus. We carried on dating and had a lot of fun exploring sex, especially with his amazing hands and mouth. We got to the three-month mark where we had that important relationship check-in of whether we were going to continue dating and become official. We had a really lovely date night and decided to move to the bedroom. I sat on his face and grinded to give me the right pressure for my broken clit. All of a sudden, there was a huge gush. Did I just squirt? Did his mouth actually just make me squirt? I quickly dismounted and turned around to see a face that resembled a deer headlights. We both sat very awkwardly as I went to give him a hug. His chest was soaking too. I breathed in his chest to be met with a very distinct smell. Piss. I love that. Piss. Just one word. (laughs) I had literally pissed on this poor man's face. (laughs) My velvet floor. And Barry can handle it. And decided to empty what seemed like my whole bladder. He suddenly had to go home and left for the night. I was absolutely mortified, as you can imagine. Needless to say, the next day he broke up with me. What a wanker. Over text. Oh, get lost. Uh, Saying I had helped him realise he had still missed his ex. (laughs) Is that funny? (laughs) Because she didn't piss on my face. But we all know it's because I accidentally used his face as a toilet. Can you imagine his face? COVID then happened, so I haven't had the chance to go to the doctors about my pelvic floor, but I have discovered and learned lots of new ways to receive and give pleasure without there being a massive focus on just piv, penis and vagina sex. I like that. Let's call it that from now on. Piv. Fancy a bit of piv tonight, Rob. So in a strange (laughs) way, I'm having more pleasurable and sensual sex than I've ever had. Oh, that's amazing news. I love that. There's also bonus points for becoming more comfortable, unapologetic and self-confident with my own body. You fucking sing it, you pissy sister. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Love it. Oh, my Lord. (laughs) Pissing on the face. Can you imagine he would have laid there and be like, what is an acceptable amount of time for me to just wait take this yeah <laughs> like when is this going to stop also quite a slight possibility of drowning is there not <laughs> yeah isn't that like waterboarding she's waterboarded waterboarded his By face minge. with her pussy minge <laughs> pussy 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 minge <laughs> with her pussy minge oh i love that story what's the conversation that you have afterwards as well like I think oh. I, the thing is, I know awkward me, I would, <laughs> wouldn't say anything. And I would, it would be like that awkward darting of the eye. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Do you know what uh, I mean? Like, just, oh God. Not, I could just uh, imagine Steve's face because I know that Steve would be so focused on not wanting to upset me and be like, it's fine. Know, like, it's fine. Yeah. Did I just. I didn't wee on you, did I? No. Yeah. I just need to go for a shower. Well. Yeah. I'm really, I'm just. But we're not yeah. finished yet. I'm just so sweaty. No, but I just, oh, I'm finished. Uh, I mean, it's wonderful, but I'll be back in a minute. Bleach his face. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Please. how sticky his face would have felt as well. Oh. Like, because wee is not, you know, wee's a little bit like, poor fucking apple juice over your face, yeah. isn't it? It is. Um, yeah. Uh, you're going to know pretty 
straight away that he's pissed. I think if yeah. if you're on the receiving end, I mean, it's going up your nostrils. So I think you're gonna be able to tell. <laughs> nostrils, mouth, like oh my god, that's so bad. I love it. I don't. Um, I'm not a fan of sitting on someone's face. I, have to I say. don't like it either. No, I feel awkward. I also feel a little bit like it borders on um, just suffocation. I just it feels I don't know torturing. You know. <laughs> Well, it is when you piss on them. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I worry about uh, adequate b- breath capacity. There is that. And then also it's just getting down low enough for it to be. Yeah. You have to spread your legs quite wide. And then I'm like, oh, me hips, me hips. I can't do it for too long. No, it, oh, I don't know. It just feels like the face hugger out of Alien, you know? Yeah, I'm not, I don't know no. I don't know what it is about it. I know Can some you imagine having well that lowered it. onto your face? I'd be yeah, like, oh, oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> like a, a hammy crane. Like 69ers, I hate those. I don't like those Oh either. no. Oh God, no, it puts me far too close to Rob's like anus. Effect, it's not even that, it's the balls. You're, you're like, can't rest on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It is like mm, one either side of your of your nose, isn't it? A ball either side. Not, I'm not a fan. Or choking on a penis. Yeah. Fuck and the like 69. depending on whether your body is as long as your partner's, they're potentially <laughs> then pulling downwards. <laughs> it just feels like a light switch that's trying to be turned on or off. It's just yeah, it's too. Horrible. It's too awkward. It's not for me. And getting yeah. into it as well. It's just so unelegant, isn't it? Yeah. Not that there's anything elegant about me no. anyway, but. I just feel like it's a clumsy giraffe. Anything, anything of that capacity being lowered onto my face and I'm out. No fat. <laughs> no fat. Oh, no. It's the thing is with the pissing. Obviously, she said her pelvic floor is shot to shit. Like I, I don't have that, so I wouldn't. I whereas I can will accidentally fart all the time. Yeah. I've got like um, bumhole pelvic floor issues. You whatever need to focus they are. More on your bum. Yeah, but that's I forgot to say to you, I went to Lidl the other day and I was looking at their plants and I was like, Vic, pelvic floor. Yes! (laughs) It works. (laughs) It works. You just got to look at plants every day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, love it. Um, So yeah, I can't hold in a fart, but I could definitely hold in piss. I don't think there's ever been... The only time that I've ever like pissed myself and I've been completely conscious, like as in not drunk, um is when I was pregnant and I pissed myself quite a few times at the end I've never full-on pissed myself so it was too, I just had no control it was like my bladder was full the baby pressed it against it it was just like Psh. yeah mistakenly thought it was my water breaking a couple of I think the only time I full-on pissed myself is if I've thrown up yeah that or laughed too. if I've got really full bladder it might happen but I'm not sitting on anyone's face with a full bladder that's for sure I'm just not sitting on anyone's face no, look, they, they felt that's the lesson we can take from this. Just don't bother sitting on anyone's face. Yeah. Any single girls out there that are wanting to impress their partner, just don't do it. Don't do it. Some men fucking love it, though, don't they? Yeah, clearly think, he did. I think they like it. You've probably done some... any more. You've probably no. got post-traumatic stress disorder from that. <laughs> like, oh, I really want to sit on your face. No, no, thank you. No, no, thank you. <laughs> I'm done. My therapist <laughs> said I shouldn't do that yet. <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not psychologically ready. <laughs> oh, funny. I think that brings us to a very natural climax. Closure. Climax. It is the end. It is the end of the podcast for another week. Uh, it's been lovely. It's been great. Had some really, I love the piss story on the face this week. That really tickled me. That did. Yeah, that's amazing. I want to meet that guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like, how are you now? How are your relationships? Have you have you managed to have move past it? And I still want to know what happened to the lady in the donut that got her bum stuck. No, come on, give us the info. Maybe she didn't listen anymore. Maybe she was like, fuck you, you've not shared my story. Yeah, maybe. Um, (laughs) Or she's lost in our DMs. Obviously maybe. all that, yeah. Maybe. Um, so if you want to contribute a hilarious story to this podcast, you can do so by emailing us at noholdsbardpodcast at gmail.com or what else can they do, Laura? They can find us on Instagram at noholdsbardpodcast and they can pop on into our DMs. Also, please, would you kindly rate and subscribe? Rate and subscribe! And... Cha-cha-cha. Cha cha cha. Short or chill. <laughs> and uh, that's it then. Yeah, that's it. Another Sweet week it. done. Another, Another week done. Another, Another week in the bag. Another week in the bag. Uh, see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday, babes. Love ya. Bye. Bye. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revelhorwood, Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.